four great adult children. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He's definitely going to be. And he did run for Senate two years ago, was? Two years ago. Two years ago. So he was. Let's talk about the founding of the Distinguished Gentleman's Club. Absolutely. So uh, about eight years ago. Um, you said you're a mother. So how many, how many children? I have five children. Okay. Saying that I was there African American, and they got this from our president. You know, they were voting. So what were you doing with your job? The first or the second time? <laughs> we both first time. So I was like, I was in and out. <laughs> Good. Awesome, awesome. So let's. So that, that really is a great place right. to transition. And who is sitting across from me or beside me is never going to sway that. Listen, man. One, I'm not going to cry on this episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I made it. I made it through all of these episodes. I think I've cried once. <laughs> in Congress, what are what are the things that you're most proud of accomplishing? You know, as a congressman and as whip. We'll talk with Yo, 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 yo! Welcome back! Welcome back! Welcome back! You already know what time it is. It's real talk, Rajan, and we have two episodes left. I'm really, really. I'm excited about tonight's interview. Um, very, very special person in my life. Oh, I need my intro. I'm sorry. Hello, world, and welcome back to Real Talk with Jean when nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Ray Jean Lewis. On everything's debatable. So, on even week, we can be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Um, for those who are new to the show, Real Talk with Rajan has a goal of shining a light on the great people and great things that exist right here in the low country. I know that there are governor races going on and there's people that's already throwing their hat in the ring for the presidency. But I'm telling you that right here in the chalk, if you're not a sin, we got people who are doing amazing, amazing things. And this young lady to my left is a trendsetter. She's a groundbreaker. And she ain't going to quit. And she has announced that she's thrown her hat in the ring. Place Senator M. Scott as the United States Senator for the state of South Carolina. If I had my thing right there, I'd go, pew, 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 pew. What up, sis? Crystal. What up, what up, what up? You already know it. Please introduce yourself to the audience. Hello, I am... Representative Crystal Matthews, and I represent District 117 in the South Carolina State House, which is Berkeley and Charleston counties. All right. So, for those who don't know your backstory, tell me a little about yourself. So, I am a single mother of five and an engineering planner for the Boeing Company. Been there about 12 years. And um, I also do a lot of volunteer work and mentoring. Um, but more than anything, I want people to know that I am a parent that got involved in politics. Um, I went through depression and anxiety trying to figure out, you know, what was going on in my life. And then I'm an avid reader. So I was sitting in my bed one night reading an article entitled Midterm Elections and Why They're Important. And it blew my mind that I had no idea what the natural correlation between state politics and how we live was. And mm. I thought, man, I think I'm intelligent. So if I don't know this, how many people connected to me mm. don't know this? Yeah. And so I went to sleep that night and had a dream and I woke up and I called my best friend and I said, I'm going to run for this seat. Mm. And I started researching the person that was there and it wasn't necessarily what he was doing wrong so much as it was that he wasn't doing the things that were needed. 
day. Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes. So I literally Googled what to take and where to go, went down there, registered, put my name on the ballot, didn't know how to campaign, didn't know how to raise no money. I raised $700. And you know what? I got out and I touched the people. Yeah. And that is what elections are about. Mm. And I won. Not once. But twice. But twice. Yeah. Yeah. And when you did that, you were the first woman to occupy that seat. I was the first woman to occupy that seat. And obviously I'm black. So I was the first black, black woman, woman to <laughs> occupy that seat as well so so let's talk about that journey for you because like you said you didn't have you know a background in uh you know politics you didn't you're not a poli sci major you didn't grow up like oh i'm gonna be the next yeah like so so like you you had that dream you called your friend and can you talk about some of the hardships that you faced from going from making that decision to actually seeing that come to fruition i mean if I had to think of one of the most profound things that I learned on that um, campaign, they stole all six of my yard signs. I didn't have but six. Mm. Somebody took all six of them and there were none left by the time that campaign was. But as I stood at a watch party that I shared with Representative J.A. Moore that night, um, there was a person there who actually said she's not going to win. And to hear that is like, I mean, I had, any, but for you to say it yeah. in earshot of me when I'm standing there, right here, yeah, that was pretty impactful. And I felt like, okay, well, this person doesn't know me. And so again, that tenacity that we grow up with when you live a hard life, you know, a lot of times we look back at that as something bad, but really it builds us, right? Mm. I'm not wishing on anybody, but it built me and it gave me a strong back. So I was like, you know what? I hope I win just so I can make sure I come in his face and be like, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I did, I mean, I went home because I was trying to be cute and had my kids out there at the watch party, but they were still voting past 11 and mm -hmm. my kids had school. Yep. So I went home and got on the couch. Now my bro right here was calling me the whole drive home. Yeah. Like sister numbers is coming in. I'm like, how you get numbers? Well, keep me updated. Yep. I got home, put my kids in the bed, got on the couch. I was like, I'm gonna watch it from the couch. Yeah, man, I fell asleep. <laughs> so I fell asleep and my phone was ringing when I picked up. Who was it? Ray John. He was like, sis, you won. You won. I was like, I won. I won. <laughs> Call me tomorrow. <laughs> <was> so <laughs> it was so late and I was so tired. But what happens when you believe in yourself? You win. Yeah. That's yeah. when you believe in yourself, you win. That's mm. that's what it takes. Absolutely, absolutely. So so you you go through the process. You know you you find out that you won. Now you know you find out that you are a groundbreaker. Um, you got featured in a book. Yeah. Can you talk about that? So there was an artist out of um, uh, author out of Atlanta, and she was putting together a book of women who got elected the same year that I did in mm. 2018 because it just seemed to be the wave. Mm. And she talked to each one of us and got our bios and not only our bios, but our stories mm. about how we came to be. And she put it all together and we're featured in that book. I don't remember the title to mm -hmm. tell you to go to Amazon, but we'll find the crystal book. <laughs> find the crystal book. The crystal book. That's what we're going to call it. So, so you're in the book. You're just getting noticed. Mm -hmm. You you had a, 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 a interview on a thing we may not talk about. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Still one of my favorite interviews it of all time. So horrible. Do you want to talk about it? Now let's talk about it. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Since, go ahead. since you're going off since, the air, we're yeah. gonna make this one a, a tell-all. Oh, got it. Okay, so 
that interview, I was so excited about this interview on CNN, y'all. I mean, pumped. Like, oh my God, my first national interview. It's going to be great. Whoa. Yeah. It was in a dark room <laughs> with nobody there but me. There was a fake screen behind me, a camera in front of me, and just a camera woman, by the way. She doesn't give any direction or anything. All she does is point the camera, and that's it. So when she did that, she off all night so it was literally pitch black and she turned the screen away so I couldn't even see who I was talking to because she said there's a delay and if you look it'll make you answer wrong mm -hmm. in my ear was an earpiece now Poppy whatever her name is and the guy that <laughs> sabotaged me they were in my ear and they were so nice and polite asking me about my kids and how everything was going and Oh man, and then the cameraman did the countdown three, two, one, and boom, they started attacking me. Mm -hmm. I was so lost <laughs> because all I could do was hear them, I couldn't see them or uh -huh. anybody else. It took me at least the first five minutes to figure out, oh, they're not my friends, <laughs> <laughs> they're here for me, they are not they, here, they do not care about me, they do not care about me, they're not my friends. So, after I figured out, oh, they're not being friendly, then I started kind of snapping back yeah but at first i was so lost and every time i had to think i looked up yeah so if you watch the interview i keep looking up because that's what people do when yeah. they think yeah. i didn't have any training yeah. to know that i need to continue to look at the camera mm -hmm. yeah that was yeah. there so yeah. Yeah. um yeah that you were gonna go ahead and throw that and that was when you were you were a bernie backer i was a bernie backer she back was a, then. yeah there was they was yeah man that was that was they got my sis. I was like, dang. They got I texted her. I was like, yo. <laughs> and they asked me about Fidel Castro. And I was like, what is this question? Why are we Who talking was that? about Which Fidel lady was that? Castro? It was Poppy something from CNN. Okay. Poppy Har Poppy Har dude, Poppy. Yeah, Poppy, yeah. Dude, I was dying. I was like, Fidel Castro. I don't know. That was so funny. asking me about Fidel Sam. Castro. But I had to just wing it, y'all. I mean, yeah. the camera was rolling. Yeah. I mean, so what other experience like other experiences that you have like been really cool that you've been able to take part in since getting elected um i don't know um i can tell you one okay tell me the debate oh the debate was really cool so i took his wife yeah we went to the debate in atlanta and it was at tyler perry studios and it was epic y'all tyler perry studios is so bomb it's like never before they got a whole replica of the white is dope. So we went in there, we get in our seat, and then the music is pumping and everything is live. We had to be busted mm -hmm. and it was all cool. And then up walks this little short guy, y'all, and it's Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> and he's like, he sits behind us. He doesn't know where he's supposed to sit. So I guess he was like, I ain't getting ready to keep standing up. So he went and sat down. And I was like, Toy, I think that's him. So I'm taking a picture from afar. Mm -hmm. And he's just sitting back there, like, on his phone, like, whatever. So they came and got him and moved him to his regular seat. But after it was over, y'all, this is epic. After it was over, they told us to go to a certain exit. Now, we did not not listen on purpose, but accidentally, we went the wrong way and just continued to go that way because we didn't want to walk the long way to the bus. Mm -hmm. It was a little chilly. Uh, we ran into Stacey Abrams. Boom! <laughs> got him! <laughs> we need a picture! <laughs> All of that, so that was pretty. Uh, that's, that's dope. That's By dope. going out the wrong door, we got a blessing. What See, a blessing. look at look at God. Have you talked to her since? I have not endorsed my last race. See, look at that. 
Are we ready to talk? With- we are. All right, let's cook. All right, so you go through, you wake, you have a dream, you say, I'm going to run, and then you run, and you want. Yes. Then you serve two years. Yep. And you say, I'm going to run again, and then you ran. Uh-huh. On. And honestly, I didn't know if I was going to run the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're doing a tell-all, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of hurrying up to wait that yeah. goes on in the state house, mm-hmm. and you quickly find out that the issues that are important to us are not the issues that are important to them. Mm. And there's a whole lot of fluff and go that goes on when people are behind the mic talking about certain topics and things. You're thinking, oh, he's passionate about that, only to realize after his speech is over and he won't walk away that he really didn't care but he was just doing it because he knew y'all were watching back home oh wow that's the kind Mm. of stuff that eats me up because i keep saying things like i have a real life my role or my title it doesn't make or break who i'm Mm -hmm. a person but some of them are invested in that title Mm. i mean super invested like we'll do anything to make sure they carry it or keep it and that is the part that's a problem and Mm. that is also very very sad so that's so that's the thing that sort of made you disillusioned with the whole thing yeah i mean what i i expected this and when i came in and it was this yeah i was like i mean i was like this is crazy i i never expected i thought i held them in a higher regard because i felt like they make the laws that we live by yeah but these people are some of the most selfish and and just condescend they they don't pay attention you know what i mean like their world is literally this bucket of politics so Mm. Mm. when i start getting up fussing about stuff they they're like oh wait and so talk about it in theory but when you have somebody who's experienced it and comes in and corrects you and says no that's how you think it will work but that is not how it works then they're all like oh wait it, it didn't work that way. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it, it never has. It's never worked. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to the people you represented that had to use the system, then you would actually know if it worked. Mm. How simple is that? Mm. That's a foreign state house. And when we start talking about um, representation on a larger scale, um, the fact that we have a majority Republican state house, it shouldn't mean that we never hear things that Democrats or others need Yeah. Um, because the state house serves as a function that represents the whole. And so a lot of times when people are talking like that, I always get upset and I'm so, um, what's the word? I'm frustrated at the public for not knowing better when it comes to the media. Mm. The media oftentimes shows the Democrats and Republicans fighting and in strife. But when we're the state house, that is not how we function. We have intelligent conversation. We laugh together. We disagree. Sometimes mm-hmm. we disagree very passionately. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're still fine. Yeah. But the news would have you thinking that we cutting each other's heads off. Yeah. But that's simply not true. Hmm. So when people ask me questions like, if you win the Senate seat, how would you work with D. Graham? Well, I expect Lindsay to do his job and me to do mine and us to come together and do what's best for the state of South Carolina. That's, yeah. that's my expectation. Absolutely. Why would I expect him to do anything different? Absolutely. So before we go to the Senate, because I, I want to get there, but I want to ask you also, like, what is your proudest thing, like proudest accomplishment of being while being 
of representative what what bill legislation were you able to champion that really stood out to you as something that you 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 were really proud of definitely very proud of the pink tax and removing the tax for women's feminine products um that was something that came about as a result of volunteering with the homeless period project i never realized how many people have period insecurity problems Mm. and when you think about how much they cost it's, it's not nominal right but this project services every county in the state. Mm. Every single one. They serve schools, homeless, orphanages. They and so when you think about the need, um, period insecurity is one of the biggest reasons that girls miss school. Mm. And people wow. don't know that because we don't have enough women that are at the table. Yeah that are able to talk about women's issues. Um, we have needs and there are things that pertain to us, but I was also very proud of the hate crimes bill mm. as well. Um, that took a lot of hard work and dedication from Representative Wendell Gilliard, Beth Bernstein, and just going back and forth and putting that pressure on the speaker and businesses got behind them and, and signed on and said, look, we support a hate crimes bill. That's a big deal. Yeah. And so when people say things like, um, politics doesn't belong in the workplace. I'm always confused. Like, politics is what fuels your workplace. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. When I went onto the Target website, one of the first things I saw was a banner that said Black Lives Matter. Mm. Do y'all really think that they put that banner up there just because it was a random day? No, they put that banner up there because of everything that is going on in the world right now. And yeah. they knew that it was in their best interest to make sure that the pe- people that service, um, that go there and the customers that they have know where they stand on that issue. Absolutely. And so don't be jaded by people who like to say, well, there's no place for politics in the workplace or in the home. Mothers, um, they always ask me as a mother um, how I feel like politics intersects with my life. Well, if we don't teach our kids to be involved in the decisions that affect how they live, we're doing them a disservice. Yes, yes. We're passing down ignorance. Mm. And that is something that we absolutely cannot afford to do. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Hmm. That's good right there. Um, so you're obviously very passionate about the work that you do, um, that you've been able to do at the state house level. And now you've decided to throw your hat in the ring against, you know, Senator Scott, who's, you know, been in that seat for quite some time now. Um, and so first I'll ask, you know, what made what made you want to run for that seat? Well, I had another dream. Y'all got to stop letting me dream. I'm pretty dangerous with a dream. natural. honestly, just wanting the voice of the working families in that seat was what made me run for that seat. Um, realizing that teachers and a lot of us that don't make a living wage have to work more than one job, right? Having to stretch. And then you talk about the complaints about children and how children are left alone till six and seven in the evening because their um, parent is not off of work yet. Things like that. It's like when you don't have balance, everything is subject to chaos. Yeah. yeah. Because you're not paying them enough that they can work less hours and be home with their children, but you're also complaining about their children being home alone. Mm. The lies, right? It's just like if we convince people that our lie is real then it's real. When you give working people more money, what do working people do? Spend money. They spend more money. Go 
people at your Tanger outlets, people at your malls. Those are the people getting their hair done and their nails done and buying jewelry and trying to take trips with their family and vacations. So you're pouring into the economy the premise that if you pay them a higher wage, somehow will dry up business. That is a fear tactic. And that is one of the biggest tactics that they use in Southern politics. Mm. Southern politics is always based off of fear. Um, Fear of what might happen if we decide something new. But my question to you is, what have you been getting that you can't risk? Mm. That is the question that I pose to you. That is also the question that I pose to my colleagues in the state house when they're trying to be very careful about something. We're already not getting anything. Mm. They're already not passing any of our bills or any of our legislation. So what is being careful getting you? Politically correct? No. By all means, I don't claim me at all. No, I'm working on it. Yeah. Do, I mean, do, you do. You do fine. It's coming. It's twice. Yeah, Thank fine. you. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't really sell me a dream. And that goes for both sides, y'all. Just because they are Democrat don't mean you don't need to ask questions. Right, right. That doesn't mean you don't need to vet them. That doesn't mean that you don't need to look beyond the veil, as they say. Hmm. If they're up front telling you, I got this policy, I'm pushing this policy, ask them who's against it and why. Hmm. There's always somebody against something. Mm -hmm. Ask them who it is and why that is. Because there's always a reason that you can't see and then you need to actually read it for yourself. It's too... We have too many charismatic politicians that don't actually even do research. Mm. They're just like, oh, it sounds good. I'm good with it. It feels good. I'm good with it. it that That's kind of where we are right now as a society. I mean, <clears throat> I'm running for the seat that Tim Scott is in, but I did not decide to run because Tim Scott was in it. Right. I did not decide to run it was a Republican in it. Mm. I decided to run because I wanted a working plan. That's yeah. why I decided to run. I wanted us to have a seat at the table and have our voice interjected into the laws that come out of Congress. So how's a, how does a how does things how do things change? Because you know people always say, "Well, nothing's going to change, no matter who's in the seat." What changes with Crystal in the seat? What changes is that number one, you have more transparency and access to information because that is what I'm known for. And while that sounds cliche, it's what I do. Yeah. And if you ask anybody who's on my page or connected to me, they will tell you that that is exactly what I'm going to do, whether people like it or not. I'm probably the only state house representative out of 124 that will go live from the chamber. Yep. Like, boom, yep. y'all, it's on. Something is happening. It's going down. <laughs> like, that is what people, throwing people papers. need to know. One of the ways that politics is misused is that it's like a hidden secret. Um, people don't really know how to utilize it, how it works and how it functions. They only know what they think. Mm. And I think for me, that was the biggest eye opener with being elected. Not only that, but you get somebody that is actually reachable. Um, I can't stand getting automatic voicemails or emails. And when I try to reach out to somebody and get an answer to something, um, you at least want somebody who's going to call you back. Right. At, at a, somebody that you can see that's going to come see you or come if you invite me I'm going to come and try to be among the people that I represent so that I know what they want good question how do you know 
what the people that you represent want if you never talk to them. If you never talk to them. Yeah. It makes it very difficult. How? You just assume. You assume that you know. You assume that you know. And so when people ask me, well, how do you feel like the Republicans feel about you? Well, I have a lot of Republican support. They told me if they don't know anything else, they know I'm not going to take no ish. And not only that, but I am willing to listen to them and understand what their view is on a particular issue and why they have that view. Because Mm -hmm. I'm not scared to have those conversations. A lot of us spend so much time um, blocking out opposing views because we don't want to know. We don't want to have to be convinced or or argue because we're not even listening anyway. We're just waiting to To argue. To respond. Right. So I'm not that person. And so for me, I think they understand that with me, they're going to get somebody who's not in it chasing a title or chasing clout and trying to just be the brand of something. Mm. Um, because people don't make or break me. Yeah. You can say what you can say what you want about me. At the end of the day, I'm going to be fine. What do you tell people who are longtime Tim Scott supporters? Why should they consider you over Tim Scott? What has he given you? What have you gotten? This is the one thing that I think is funny. Now, Stay with me for a second. I'm with you. You're a Republican. You're a Tim Scott supporter. You, um, as of now, I you've am. been avid. You got on red. You're like rah 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 rah. Goodbye, right? Now we make the same amount of money. Do we pay the same taxes? More than likely. If we make the same money. Because right when they set when they set the tax brackets, mm-hmm. it's based on how much money you make. Yeah. So we probably make the same mm-hmm. amount of money. We can probably afford the same amount of house. Mm-hmm. Our credit scores might be different based on what we did in the past. Right. But other than that, our lifestyles are going to be very, very similar. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to sell me, oh, well, he did this for me and he did that. He didn't personally do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Truth be told. Yeah. And most of them don't really know anything about him. He's very lukewarm. Um, they don't really know him as a person. They can't really pin him down. So a lot of times what they're defending is the GOP rhetoric. Mm. And the reason why I say rhetoric is because it's easy to gaslight and then try to play victim like what he did. He came in and brought a controversial topic to the forefront when nobody was being controversial. And then he played the victim. Mm. Oh, see, they're calling me an Uncle Tom. Oh, see, now everybody's calling me the N word. Mm. Well, wait a minute. You don't want to swim out that river without a lifeboat. Yeah. Nobody throw you in the water, right? So now you get now you done jump in the deep end, knowing you can't swim, and now you get to blame us because you drown. Mm. Well, wait a minute. That's how southern politics works, and so what they do is they'll go with anything that he says because he's one of them. But the truth of the matter is, he's not giving them anything more than they would be getting if he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So honestly. Again, just like me, if we make the same amount of money, guess what you need just like I do? You need credit reform. Absolutely. Because we're still trying to make it. We're still trying to build something for our families to have. You have a family and I have a family, whether you're Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter. When I get calls from my constituents, I don't vet them based on their party. Yeah. I don't say, sir, um, would you like to tell me which party you're with first? Right. Can't do that. That's crazy. Can't do that. Cannot. That is just bananas to me. So people need to really start looking at 
what goes on when you have polarizing politics. Mm. When people in politics are fighting, there's always money to be made. Always. Um, that's how they keep money being made, is they keep you fighting and infighting, and it really doesn't make any sense since our roads and infrastructure are crumbling. Um, when you're a working family, you don't have that extra money laying around to replace tires unexpectedly. You don't have that extra money laying around that you got to do repairs with unexpectedly. That's what I'm fighting for. Mm. When we're creating policy, are we thinking about how it's realistically going to work? Are we giving it balance? Right? So one of the things that happened over the term of the pandemic was we did a, a rent moratorium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you couldn't eviction right. moratorium. moratorium yeah. <clears throat> and you couldn't evict people. But guess what we didn't do on the other side of that? Somebody was a homeowner. And guess what they still had to pay? Their mortgage. They still had to pay a mortgage. Yeah. And I remember even my car payment when they were doing like the automated calls telling you what they could do to help you. Mm-hmm. Even with my car, it was only one payment that they were willing to defer on to the end. Yeah. Right. So you can't do things without balance yeah. because it just doesn't work. When we opened the economy back up, the schools and daycares were not open. There was no, there was nothing put in place to protect workers that, right. that couldn't leave their kids alone. <clears throat> right. You, you could still be fired for not showing up to work if you were on schedule. But again, when you don't have balance, when everybody looks and thinks like you, you lose your ability to be sharp. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So great points. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you for, for like really laying that out. Cause a lot of people don't understand, you know, a lot of people think all politicians are the same. And I, I wanted to make sure we drew that, drew that, um, that difference, but something else that something you're very passionate about and you made a TikTok. There was a TikTok video on your TikTok channel. If y'all not following her TikTok, make sure you follow her TikTok channel. Um, but you made a video today. You posted a video today that was pretty, I, I want to say controversial, I guess you'd say. So I wanted to share it um, so that they can see. This is her TikTok channel. She is a, a 21st century kind of lady. I am. Um, hey, this is America. Don't catch you slipping no hoe. Don't catch you slipping no hoe. Look what I'm whipping no hoe. This is America. Don't catch you slipping no hoe. Don't catch you slipping no hoe. Look what I'm whipping no so I just wanted to show that, right? So can you talk about why you decided to, to share that video and what was the response of that video? So that video was posted on Twitter and I was tagged in it. Um, and the, the person who posted it on Twitter was posting it in response to um, Tim Scott saying that America is not racist. Mm. And I reposted it with a comment that says, um, you know, you don't get to make a statement and be a victim. But that was just showing that there are two Americas. And while you might not personally be affected by it, it is wrong to minimize the experience that so many other Blacks have mm. had. A lot of the responses underneath it, I mean, they were going crazy. Um, your Black Lives Matter. Well, newsflash, I'm Black. I don't, that does not <laughs> automatically make me Black Lives Matter. It doesn't. It oh does not. God. It but doesn't. That just show, if you think that as, as a white person, that just shows how ignorant you are to what black people think about themselves. Mm. You don't know how we see ourselves if you feel like as soon as we critique another black person, we're automatically associated with BLM. Yeah, That just shows me where your mind is. Another one of the comments was, I was just race baiting. 
Well, no, honey, these are facts. So for those of you who don't know, the black lady in the um, in the split shot, she voted and she was she was a um, ex felon and she was not supposed to vote, but she didn't know and she voted. And then you have Brett Barton Bartman, who was a white guy and he voted using his deceased mother's name on absentee ballot. Now they were going in about ignorance is not um, you know ignorance is not an excuse. You know, she was an ex-felon and she was this and she was that. Well, listen, she voted in her name and she didn't know right. that she couldn't vote. Right. Right. And we're fighting right now in South Carolina to make sure that parolees, probationers and ex-felons, when they're released, can um, they, that they're notified that they have the right to vote or not. Yeah. Right. So we want to make it easier so they don't have to guess and risk being in this situation that she's in. And I watch every time this issue comes up at, in the state house when the GOP kills the bill. So you want to stop somebody from having an easy way to determine whether or not they're able to vote. Mm. But you want to also punish them on the back end if they try to exercise their vote. The vote is the one thing we have that levels the playing field. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you're rich poor, black, white, Asian, Mexican, your right to vote is still, you still get one vote, right? This other guy, on the other hand, he actually got on the internet, ordered the ballot in his dead mother's name, and filled it out and sent it back in her name. Yeah. And then when he got caught, he blamed it on propaganda. He said it was a propaganda that made him do it. Now, she got five years. He got five years probation. So I don't care that she was a prior felon. Don't tell me that he did that. What he did was less egregious than what she did when he did it knowingly. Yeah, he knew he was breaking the law when he did it. Yeah, and so it's very telling to me that people would get on a post and try to defend and say, "Oh, I don't have enough information." That tells me that people are not paying attention. And that is something that we have to do. We have to begin to pay attention to what is going on around us because there are state legislatures who control these laws. And some of them are federal, but it just depends on how they're being charged. But all of these things are important because when you talk about voter suppression, let's talk about voter suppression for a second. When you don't have enough people to work a precinct, and they consolidate your precincts and put them together. That's how you end up with long lines. Yeah. That's how you end up with two machines and uh, 50 people in line waiting to vote and the sun going down, the polls close at seven and y'all still out there yep. an hour later. That's how you end up with some of that. But also in your state legislature, they will put in a bill to consolidate precincts and y'all might never even know about it. But if you go to scvotes.org, they're required to post it. What I was told was that they're required to post it for 30 days, 35 days before it goes into effect. Mm. So we need to start being vigilant about watching those things when, when it's, especially when it's time to vote. And for those that don't know, there's an election every year. Yeah. If you don't know what it is that year, just go find it. But there is one every year. Yeah. Now you may not be able to vote in them because like some, like I remember one year I went to vote um, cause the mayor was up for election and a few city council members. And I found out that I didn't live in the town of Somerville. 
So exactly, I wasn't able to vote. But that's something that you should know before you go. But I was upset because I like came to vote. You know, I'm, I'm here and I want to vote for something. But they're like, nah, you you can't you can't Not do that. Today. I got more edu- I got more education that day though. Yeah, I learned did. something. You did learn but, something. But but I, I what else? What are some other things that maybe people don't realize that they should know about this political process? It is driven by you. What you make hot is what people touch. Um, it's no different than trend setting, uh, fashion, blogging. It's the same thing. If if the media thinks you want to hear it, they'll talk about it. So really, it's what you touch, you make it hot. And if you put enough pressure on your elected officials about a topic or a subject, you believe me, they will start to respond. And the one thing we've got to do is stop with the nice to be. Mm. Politics is a business. I'm going to need y'all to act like it's a business. We got way too many emotional, um, trying to be polite folks in politics. I'm, I'm a little over it at this point with the whole, um, this is the proper way to do it, but this is the way people prefer to do it. So we're going to try it this way. Now you've tried it that way and it has not worked for you for like over a year. Mm. But you don't want to offend them by doing it the way the process says do it. So you're going to keep doing it this way? Yeah, that don't work for me. Yeah. Um, it makes no sense. There's plenty of boards and commissions that need people to fill them that are seats open. There's a list that should be on scvotes.org, I think. Um, if not, you might be able to contact your local um, party and find those things. One of the things that I wanted to highlight was school board meetings and how uh, we need to be showing up to school board meetings and the things that our kids are involved in. I went to a Berkeley County school board meeting last week and the Republicans were there in full force showing their tail. Yeah, I heard about that. Acting a god dog on food. Do you hear me? Over a comment that somebody put on social media in 2017, four whole years ago, <laughs> uh, about Tim Scott. Somebody she voted for, by the way. Mm. Uh And I just thought to myself, if we really want to start scrubbing pages, I have seen quite a bit of posts. Yeah. And most of the people in that room did not look like they were of age to have young children in school. Mm. So that tells me one of two things. It was a very organized effort and that they were just GOP people doing what GOP people. What'd you say? Internet, 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 GOP and GOP people, (laughs) GOP. And so we have got to be there to counter that, to let the people know when they're doing things that we support, that we have their back. Yeah. They need to know that and feel supported. You don't want them out there doing what you want them to do. And then you just at home in your house chilling and they're being berated on the spot. They ain't got no cheering section. Yeah. You go to the basketball game, you playing your heart out. And the other team got a whole stand of people yeah. doing the battle of the <laughs> swag over there. I mean, they, 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 and then you score, you like, whew. Crickets. Crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put my arm down. Yeah. Ain't nobody cheering Nobody's cheering for me. I hear my own. Right. I'm out here on my own. So those are the things that I think people don't understand about the process and definitely teaching our kids how to be involved in the process. They don't have to wait until they're grownups to get involved. And a lot of times what happens is we end up with all these older folks um, making decisions that affect younger folks that 
just don't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with everything, we need balance. So I'm not saying everybody in politics should be young, but I do think that there should be some balance. Yeah. Um, and More I think youth. We a little bit of both. Yeah. But tip, but the standard politician is elderly. Yeah. 65. 65 or older, Plus, most yeah. of them. Yeah. So You're right. We've, we've got to do better with balancing. Hmm. All great points, sis. I, so I guess, I guess we'll, you know, I want to come back to Representative Matthews running for office. Draw the line. Where, where are those points of demarca- demarcation when, it, when you, you look at what's going to be the difference between Senator Matthews, Senator Scott? What can the, pe- the American people, the people of South Carolina, expect if they vote for you in November of 2022? November of 2022. Uh, well, the first thing that they can expect is a backbone. I, I do say that with all shade intended. Um, I am not easily swayed by anything other than facts. Mm. And when I have a question about how it's going to affect the people in the state, I reach out to the people in the state. And media be damned. You know, I, I voted against my party on things that my district didn't want because I reached out to the people in my district. And they said, hey, that might work up in Greenville, but that's not going to work for us down here. Mm-hmm. So guess what Crystal have to do? You have to vote with your people. I have to vote with my people, but not necessarily with my party. Yeah. And when you get somebody who is for the people, then you feel like you have somebody who actually listens, supports you, and understands where you're coming from. Yeah. And that is one of the most notable, noticeable differences because Tim Scott is from Stahl. I've talked to several of his classmates and they're like, he don't come down here. Mm. He, don't, he hasn't done anything to make that school better. Matter of fact, that's one of the worst schools in North Charleston. Yeah. What has he done for them? And so one of the things I keep saying is that it's easy to be a celebrity in a sea of one. The folks that he is around in the GOP, they don't know what standard to measure him by. What expectation can they put on him? Mm. I guess what? He ain't going to come to our community. No. You know why? Because we know exactly what we expect of him. And we're going to put that expectation on him. And we're going to hold him accountable for what he has not done. We're going to hold him accountable for the words that come out of his mouth. But when you're hiding and you're in a place of comfort, it's easy to stay in that place because why? You want to feel like you belong. And we talked about the pick me people the other night. Yeah, yeah. It's the pick me crowd that presents us with a problem. And one of the questions that you didn't ask me, but I'll just go ahead and address is when I go to the barbershops and I talk to the people in the barbershops, a lot of the men, they always say, well, they say black women are the backbone of the Democratic Party. And how do you feel like, do you feel like that isolates black men? And I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told them. Y'all have to stop conceding y'all seats to the pick me people. Mm. The people who were probably uh, left out and otherwise would not be important, but they had to find a way to make themselves important. Yeah, yeah. Those real men of y'all that we have out there, y'all have to stand up and take these positions. You can't keep your realness in a bucket, in a, in a closet, tucked all the way to yourself. You got to step up and take these positions. We have got to start teaching our children to step up and take positions where they don't like the leadership, not withdraw. 
Um, it's been our history to withdraw from things we don't like. Boycott or don't service them or don't go there or back off from it or quit or leave. Mm. But no, when you leave it, then you leave it open to somebody else who's going to run it that you don't even want to run it. Right. We got. We have got to change our mindset. We've got to change the way we think. Um, and it's it, it's really time for us to start speaking some truth. Somebody told me one day, you ain't going to make it long telling the truth in politics because people want to hear what they want to hear. Mm. They don't necessarily want to hear what's real. And so what, and, and that is true. There are a lot of people who spend a lot of time trying to reaffirm how they already feel. Yeah. Yeah. Versus trying to figure out the facts. Affirmation, not information. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a real problem in politics. Mm-hmm. And the one thing they say about me, Dante Hill said, you're one of the only people up here that I know is voting out of purpose and not for party. Mm. And that's as much as I'm glad he complimented me. It makes it sad to think that there's 124 of us and he thinks that there aren't that many of us doing that. Yeah. Do you know how sad that is? It's super sad because they're elected to represent those people. They're elected to represent the people. Yeah. That is so sad. And so you might not like the way I package things. You might not like the way I say it. But I'm going to tell you the truth every time. Either way. Word. That sounds like a good place to drop drop the mic there. How can they support you? Matthewsforsitting.com. I'm also on Act Blue. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Matthews for Senate. Please go follow my site like donate we need money and please let me deal with this money situation real quick stop acting like y'all ain't got no money y'all have money okay if you can spend a hundred dollars and i ain't gonna say on jordans i'm so sick of the cliche if you can spend a hundred dollar on and jordans first of all jordans come on sale anyway so i want y'all to stop using jordans how about that but one of the things that i want to say is that You can give money to whatever you want to give money to. Everything, nothing was hot until we touched it. Coach, Michael Kors. Am I am I talking? You cooking? You cooking? You cooking? They wasn't hot until we touched it. Vans. Okay. So if you got money for that, don't be buying no bags. Give me half of your bag money and stop acting like that. Now it's Mother's Day. Now don't give me. Mother's Day. Don't get, don't get the Mother's, Mother's Day, Day is this week. Buy your mama a gift, y'all. Buy your mama a gift. But the, but the next paycheck. The next paycheck after the Mother's Day paycheck, though, you could commit to doing $25 a reoccurring a month, $50 reoccurring a month. You ain't even going to see that money. I mean, that's money that we spend out to eat. Uh, if you eating at Waffle House every day, please don't 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 tell me you ain't got it. You don't got eat it. at Waffle House every day. It's terrible for your your um, cholesterol. Well, I'm gonna call out AJ because he like to eat at Waffle House. <laughs> Shout out to AJ. AJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's Anjane Davis for those who don't. He, he said your government. <laughs> His name. government. I didn't say your government name. He said the government name. Somebody tag that man. He said that man's government name. But um, yeah, like literally, you have money. It's just where you want to spend the money. Yeah. And that is literally everybody. And honestly, it's been a very hard road for me to talk to people. Um, One of the questions that I keep getting asked as I speak to people is, you know, what we gave to Jamie Harrison, he raised 130 million and he lost. That's because money doesn't win votes. People do. Yeah. And not only that, but we should invest in hard races. If we only got in the races we thought we could win, I would not be sitting here as a representative. 
Absolutely. My seat was held by a Republican for eight whole years. Obviously, they thought that seat was a Republican seat. But here I am. Yeah. We have got to start investing in every race, not just the ones that we feel like are low-hanging fruit mm. that we can win. Not only that, but I'm not Jamie Harrison. We nope. are two different people. Yeah, she's not. She's we not Jamie Harrison. Two different races. I've interviewed Jamie Harrison. I've, they're not the same We're person. We're not the same person. But everybody wants to know, well, I gave to him, and I feel like I got burned because he didn't win. Well, you should be investing. But I could understand if Jamie wasted the money and did like if we if something came out in the news and he had did something crazy with it. He's like an MTV Cribs. But if he did all he could do with it and he gave it his best shot. And so let me let me Cut. squirrel moment. Somebody told me we want to back somebody we know can win. Let me tell you what that'll get you. That's going to get you a facade of a candidate. Mm. So you want what sound good and what feel good but you don't want nobody who gonna actually tell you the truth mm. and actually fight for you you gotta be careful what you wish for sometimes with what look and feel good everything that look good to you ain't good, ain't for, good you. for you you gotta be careful with that because somebody can be very charismatic great speaker oh they just look like so and child they handsome and pretty and she's beautiful and all of that wonderful stuff but they could be empty as a canister on yeah. the inside. Yeah. And I have nothing, nothing working for me. You have a conversation with another person and you like, is anybody else hearing this? Can I paint? Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's pretty dry. Yeah. Like, I don't even know why I'm here now. I guess I'll go eat snacks. Yeah. Kind of thing. So you got to be careful when you're talking to candidates about being sold on every dream that they sell you. Yeah. I'm not going to sell you no dream. I'm going to fight now. I'm going to fight like hell. I'm, I'm going to get in there. Yeah. I'm. We're going to be bloodied up by the time this is over. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I'm going down with a grind. You better get on top of my campaign. I'm looking for boots on the ground people, people who can knock doors, make calls, people who can volunteer. We're going on a statewide tour. That means everywhere I go, I'm going to need people. If I'm going to be in your neighborhood, I'm going to be blasting it out through all my pages. Sign up, come out, knock doors with me. Let's get people out there to vote. As these laws start to change and the voting laws start to come out, if you know that you got old people that need a copy of their license to do mail-in ballot, go, let's get somebody out making copies. Yeah. Let's not make them wait to the last minute to try and get the things that they need together. That's what this is about. It's about putting infrastructure in place to make sure that this is something that we can carry on for years and years and years. And y'all hood people. Hey, hood people. Hey, hood people. Hood people. I'm coming for y'all. And I ain't afraid to come to the hood. And yes, I do like to shoot too, but you don't shoot me. Don't shoot, Crystal. Don't shoot me. I'm we just need trying Crystal. to get you to register to vote and just make sure that you're on top of your A game. Um, but I mean, if I need to bring mine, you know, I do stay at the range for a reason. So <laughs> she's legal, she's a legal weapon Listen, owner. Second Amendment. There ain't nothing wrong with shooting. Second Amendment. Listen, black protected. people, let me talk to the black people. Talk. Black people, there is nothing wrong with shooting. Uh, At the range. I believe in um, the ability to protect yourself. All right. I, I do believe in that, but I do believe that you need to be responsible. You need to be locking your weapon up, keeping it away from your kids. And honestly, if you don't teach your kids about something, they get mesmerized. Mm, right? Yeah. And sometimes lack of exposure is what will cause yeah. more problems than even exposure. Yeah. And I know that is the unpopular opinion, mm. 
But please stay with me for a second on that because when you tell a child not to touch something and you turn your back, they usually touch it. And so there are certain things that even though you don't want it to become necessarily a normalcy, don't be so oblivious to how they already live. Um, a lot of these games they play are desensitizing them and things like that. So don't be trying to come and tell me your little angel had an uh, anxiety attack because somebody had their gun out and they saw it and he over here shooting everything on his on the screen mm. and yelling at his TV. You're going to have a hard time selling me on that one because yeah. he just killed three people in the game. Yeah, you watched so him do it. just be mindful of what you're doing. Make sure your kids are uh, going into school, make sure your kids are writing with their hands. All this computer stuff is great. It's wonderful. But y'all, handwriting is still an acquired skill. Don't let nobody tell you anything different. You need to be going to these school board meetings. You need to be going to um, the PTA meetings. The school improvement council is there if you have issues that you think they need to change. But you're not using the avenues that are given to you. You know what they say when, they, when you come to the state house. Do you know what my fellow they're gonna say, well, we gave them this and they ain't use it, mm. so we might as well take it away. Right, right. That's that's exactly what they're gonna tell you. And so, y'all, we tired of the flip flop, the flim flam. We got a lot of that going on in Congress right now with the flim flam and the flip flop and all of that waffles. We, we got a the bills with no teeth. Uh, you know, hey, I I made a bill for something but it ain't got no teeth in it. Mm. It, it there's really no substance yeah be careful be careful about that so yeah i definitely um i like teaching the people i love things. it and so like you mentioned earlier like she literally like she'll be coming out of um session and she will facebook live right there like listen y'all that's what we talked about today that's that's <laughs> the thing that like i think people really gravitate towards, you know, when it comes to you and to your campaign and why, you know, you're, you've been so successful is, you know, you have had that, that touch of the, 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 the human touch, which is so important. Um, this is my last, my last couple episodes, so I can keep it real. Um, y'all hear me when I talk about her, I use terms like sis. And I know that that, that means that people probably gonna look at this and say, that wasn't a very unbiased interview. Well, that's what is what it is. But if I had more time, I would interview, I would open the door to, to, to Senator Scott. I met with Senator Scott several times. I've been to his office in DC um, and I've had the opportunity to speak to many of his staffers, but I will tell you that he does not have the personal touch that she does. He doesn't care about people the way that she does. And she will not fight. He will not fight for you the way that she does. And the way that I've seen her do it, I've had conversations with her, personal conversations, you know, with her frustrations with a lot of things that's going on. And I've seen the heart that goes into every single um, decision that she has to make. She does not take it lightly. She takes the time to, to research and find out what's going on. She doesn't just vote, like she mentioned, um, with, you know, what the party says is popular. I, I, I want to make sure that I say these things because it's important that even people who have, quote unquote, this camera and have this platform use their opportunity to say what's real. We got to say what's real. And even if that means that, you know, I never get invited to Tim Scott's office again, I'm pretty cool with that. 
just because I believe in this woman here. I believe in what she brings to the table. I believe in what she represents. And I believe in her consistency as a, as a, as a human being, as a human being, whether she's been black, white, purple, green, orange, man, woman, whatever. Like she's just a phenomenal human being. That's really about what she says she's about. So I, I guess that's an endorsement for me for what it's worth. I don't know what Ray John Lewis endorsement is worth, but she got it from me um, just because I've seen her. People know who you are, bro. Yeah. I told somebody I was coming on this show. They was like, yo, that's dope. I know him. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. I know him too. Checks in the mail, homeboy. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I, you know how I feel about you. And I, and I always want to make sure I say that in front of people because some people, you know, will, will tell you, you know, how dope you are behind the scenes. And then when they get in front of people, they act brand new. Well, I appreciate the love. I, I sincerely do. I really, um, I'm sad that you're going off the air. Yeah. Uh, he's such a, a dope um, interviewer. And I believe that he really has changed the game for so many people in his life. And he doesn't even know it. He does really give a fair shake to uh, anybody who really wants to be able to tell their side of something. And I think that that's one of the things that we will most certainly miss oh. um, when this show goes off the air. I know for me personally, um, I wish I had taken advantage of it a whole lot more because, man, I had so much stuff in about the years. Um, and I think I might have interviewed you more than anybody else. Really? I think so. Okay. I well, think it's like your fifth time on. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, there's so much more to tell. Yes. Um, about how we think about laws and, and when they're made. So, listen, on the side note, if you're thinking about a law that's controversial, ask yourself the question of, and this is what I do. I don't necessarily personally agree with every law, but do I want to convict some, do I want to criminalize it for somebody? That becomes the question. Even though it may not be my personal preference, mm. I still don't want to send Rajon to prison yeah. for it. It's not a prison of offense. Like and sometimes you have to find um, where that, that line is yeah. for you. And so anyway, I just wanted to throw that as a side note because a lot of y'all, are not privy to the inside of politics and the guts of it. But as the world starts to open up and y'all let me to the Senate, uh, y'all can expect me to bring y'all up. Cause that's one of the other things that I do is I bring the people that if you reach out to me and say, Hey, I want to go to something where there's going to be somebody you want to meet, or I want to see the inside of this office or something. I'm there to be a doorway for you to have, access to things that you may never see, hear, or touch. And so I want to make sure that while I'm there, I'm using my platform to the best of my ability to do just that. I don't necessarily, I don't bring people who are already popular and already have access. I bring regular folks with me because those are the people who most oftentimes never have access and never get the ability to see, touch, hear mm. these things. And that is what this is about. I have reached out to my Republican leaders in Congress, uh, Nancy Mace and a few others about, you know, things that are going on in the White House that I feel like I want to be a part of, you know, especially as a black woman, if it's something going on, but because I'm not a Republican, they don't even return my calls. Mm. They don't return my emails and I'm a state house rep and they still won't return anything. So that's not how you want to be. If you if you feel like somebody has access to something that that you don't care about giving access to, you should just do it just to be polite. Um, you know, Bobby Cox is a Republican. We call him Captain America. He took a picture on Facebook of him being there when Air Force One landed. And I liked the picture and said congrats and I clapped for him because that 
that is an epic moment yeah. for you yeah. to be there when Air Force One lands. How many times in your life do you get to see something like that? And he came to talk to me about it. And I told him, I said, Bobby, look, you're a Republican. It would be foolish for you not to go when it's a Republican president. Right, right. And you get to see Air Force One. Yeah. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. I'd have been the first person in line. Like, hold up, I'm Secret Service. Lying and everything. <laughs> don't, don't Fake tags and ID service. and everything. I'm Secret Service and I want to be close. That don't y'all don't be foolish, is my point. Republicans are going to support a Republican president. Democrats are going to support a Democratic president, but that don't mean they aren't still real people. Yeah. And that is why me and my colleagues at the State House get along because I ain't foolish. Just don't be foolish. Just don't try be to be foolish. normal. Don't be foolish. That's a good message. How can they find you? Matthewsprecented.com. Matthewsprecented on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and TikTok. I have Christopher SC. That's not you. Uh, that's my Stayhouse page. Oh, no. Is wrong he advertising one. my Stayhouse page? Oh, that's the wrong one. I think he is. All right. Give me it again. It's Matthewsprecented.com, though. Matthewsprecented.com. Matthewsprecented.com. Make sure you go there. Make sure, donate. Make sure you said donate. go there. And donate. Don't don't sing. You don't want me to sing. No, don't don't do that. I want singer. <laughs> if y'all knew, please holler at me. Yeah, if you're a music producer, holler at her, and then the bring the musicians and bring the singers, and that way that way they can sing her theme song for her. Holler at me. Oh, we good. We good. All right. So I want to thank Crystal Matthews. I want to thank Representative Crystal Matthews for coming on. She, she's she's running for office. She's running for the U.S. Senate. Um, it's not a game. It's not, not a joke. She's ran twice. She's won twice. And if you're doubting her, you're probably going to be wrong again. Jay-Z said, you've been wrong before. Bet, in his, bet against him, you'd be wrong again. So don't bet against her. Don't do it. Don't do it. She's been through too much to get to where she is. Um, make sure you go out, donate, follow her TikTok channel. She has a very well-run TikTok channel. It's very organized. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and apparently uh, gets a lot of comments. Gets a lot of comments. Yo, she's lit. She's viral today. I, I'm 10,000 10, 10, plus 000, comments. They were big mad on my... They were... Y'all come and be the voice of reason on my TikTok. People are so blind. Let me see. Last I checked. Don't be a blind follower, y'all. Do Be real people. Where's that? Just be your real self. In TikTok. real life, none of us are walking around mad because somebody's a Democrat or Republican. That's not real life. And in real life, nobody's walking around mad because somebody's white or black. I got people of all kind of colors in my family. My brother is mixed, and I don't walk in his house and be like, you're half white, so I'm going to act stank today. Y'all, let's just be real people. Let's be real people. Let's on just real be talk real people. Let's be real people. Be real people. Yes, yes, real yes. People. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Let's I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on, Chris. I appreciate you give for coming on. Um, <laughs> thank y'all for the representative Matthews, who's an amazing human being. Like I said, man, I support her with my whole heart, and you should too. Make sure you go and donate if you haven't already. Go through and donate. Go to her website. I put the I put the um. Put it out here and put it out there one more time. Matthewsforsenate.com. Matthewsforsenate.com. Make sure you go make a donation. Make a recurring donation. Like she said, if you don't, if you don't want to do too much, do, do, do $10 a month. Do $10 a month. That's $120 a year. It's not going, you're not going to miss that $10 a month. Amen. So go ahead and make it recurring. Make it come out. I'm going to go ahead and pledge. I'm going to do $25 a month. Yes. I'm going to do that. I'm going to put, I'm going to do that. I'm making that commitment. Real talk with Rijan. Um, we're going to take it out of my wife's budget money, which is going to be fine. 
No, I'm just kidding. That was, that was a joke. That comes out of mind. It's fine. But I want to thank y'all for watching. Uh, we have two episodes left. Tomorrow night, I interview my boss. I told y'all, these last few interviews are just people I know. Like, it's, it's dope people that I know. Uh, my boss, Jenny Stevens, is going to be on tomorrow night. Um, I'm excited about talking to her because she's done so, so much. Um, she's she's an amazing human being, and I can't wait for y'all to get to, to, to meet her um, and see her make fun of me on, on camera. It's going to be great. Um, and then next week, is our final episode. We're going out big, going out. My mom's coming on. We're going to open the lines up. We're going to let y'all come in and, and, and share your thoughts about the show. Um, you know, tell me your favorite memory. If you've been a guest, I'd love for you to come back on and just, you know, say goodbye to the show. I'm This show is not coming back. I know I went away. I came, I came out in 2012. I started it. Um, I came back in 2017. And I started back up, and this this is it. This is really it. Um, God is opening some other doors for me, but I got to be focused in order to get to where I'm trying to get to. I can't have my my hands in too many pots because then you drop things, and I don't want to drop anything. So join me on May 12th. That's next Wednesday for the final episode. Come and say goodbye. Don't ask me after it if I'll interview you for anything. I'm not going to. Um, all right. And so we're going to go. Um, thank you all so much for watching. Always remember, God is everything. And with him, <laughs> God is everything. And without him, we have nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now, that is real talk. I will see you all tomorrow night. Peace. That was dope. Dope, I dope. Fun, bro. Oh.